What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2, another week. What's good, guys? Hey, we told you guys. C is back, locked in from his August uh, of leisure. And uh, we're ready to roll. And see, I think today we're giving a podcast to the people that this might be the guest they've wanted to hear from most over the last month. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've been talking to this, you know, I've been talking to to Monty the last, you know, month, you know, pretty much mm-hmm. every other day, just trying to, you know, at first at the beginning, just trying to talk him through getting traded and, you know, helping him understand what was going to happen and stuff. But, you know, now that he's kind of settled in and been pitching great, you know, it's good to have him on the pod so we can kind of get his thoughts on what happened what's happening and, you know, the future, you know, for him in in St. Louis. Amen, man. I'm so excited uh, for this. Um, it's one of the things you talk about in this conversation with Monty C is just how fun this September is going to be for kind of a couple of home run races with Pujols going for 700 and then Judge going for 61. See, I mean – I in, now I'm 35. I do, I have not seen a better individual season from a Yankee in my lifetime. Closest thing I could think of is a Rod in 07 uh, when he hit the 54, uh, which you know was the right-handed record for the Yankees, and he was just unbelievable. Won the MVP. Um, people will talk about Mattingly in '85 for people who are like one generation older than me. Like for those individual seasons, obviously, you know, once you get back into, you know. Mantle, Mara 61, you know, Gehrig, Ruth, DiMaggio, there's there's these seasons. This is an all-time great season that Aaron Judge is putting up right now. He he really has an amazing chance at this record. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's definitely going to break the record. And it's going to be fun to be able to watch him, um, you know, chase that record or break that record in the Yankee uniform. You know, I think, you know, the years past, I mean, obviously everybody has something to say about Bonds and Sosa and McGuire or whatever. You say what you want, you know, hitting 73 home runs, hitting 61 home runs, however many home runs in the season is insane. Um, so to watch the judge do it right now, um, when the the next closest player in the American League has 32, which is Shohei Otani, who I still think is the MVP, um, is still incredible to watch judge, you know, doing what he's doing because – if they didn't have, if the Yankees didn't have Judge, they would definitely be in the wild card right now. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, if they didn't have Judge, I they don't think be, they're going to they'd be, be out of the wild. They'd card. be missing the playoffs. I think they'd be missing the playoffs, which is why I have Judge as the MVP because I really play on the word valuable. Um, and the Angels would be exactly where they are without Otani, which is not in the playoffs. But um, see, I, I it, it really is amazing, and the thing about it is. Like I saw somebody tweeted this the other day and I thought, and I want to give credit and I forget who did it, but I thought it was really well, it was really um, nicely articulated where they just said like, you know, chasing history, you know, equals, it might've, I don't know if it might've been John boy. I'm not sure, but like chasing history equals pressure, right? I think it was John boy Um, carrying a lineup by yourself as you're going through a pennant race equals pressure yet judge is handling both flawlessly. Like that's amazing to me. See, because I would think it'd be a lot easier for him to hunt down this record. If he was getting a bunch of help, if they were flowing, if it was kind of a relaxed feel, he's doing this during tense times where he's having to drag the rest of the offense. The rest of the offense has been 
absolutely anemic for the last month. And yet here this guy is doing everything he can and still flourishing. It, it's incredible. Yeah, no, he's having a good year. But Otani's the MVP. <laughs> yeah, we, we are we are going to we are gonna disagree on that one. We're gonna disagree on that one. All right. Well, we get to chat now with Jordan Montgomery, obviously, longtime Yankee, now a Cardinal, stunner when he was traded at the deadline at the the eleventh hour for Harrison Bader, who has yet to play in a Yankee uniform. Mock T has been amazing with the Cardinals, who are the hottest team in baseball since the All-Star break. 5-0, and 1470 RA. Here is Jordan Montgomery returning, this time as a Cardinal, to R2C2. Well, see, this is the podcast that people have wanted. This is the podcast that people have asked for since August 2nd. We get to say hello to our now bearded friend, Jordan Montgomery. Hello, Jordan. What's up, guys? What's going on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just uh, it, it seems as though you've kept with tradition of all people who leave the Yankees and immediately grown out a beard, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm always a beard guy in the offseason, so I figure I'll just get it going. Get it going early, have right? It <laughs> yeah, get it going early. I don't got to wait a whole month into the offseason to have it right. Yo, it's crazy because you you look like perfect in the Cardinals red already. Like the first, the very first start <laughs> when I saw you in the uniform, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is perfect. This is a good spot. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's working out good. Yeah, I'd say it's working out good. So, I mean, Jordan, there's obviously a million things we want to ask you. First of all, let's just let's just dive into that uniform thing. C and I both were almost laughing watching your first start because we were like, it really does. It's like uncanny how cardinally you yeah. <laughs> um, like like did, when you put on that uniform and then you're seeing pictures of yourself. Like, are, were you kind of like, oh, yeah, this kind of this kind of feels right. This kind of looks right. I mean, the Cardinals are known to have big starters, so I kind of fit right into the profile. <laughs> No, but you sent me that picture right away and was like, oh, this looks kind of odd, like with the red <laughs> shoes. And... <laughs> but like when I saw it, I was like, oh, no, nah, I think, you know, it's going to work out perfectly, especially, you know, getting a chance to settle in. The Cardinals got so much tradition coming from New York, you know, going to St. Louis with that fan base and then having Wayno there, having Mad Dog there and then Yachty. I just thought it was like a perfect situation for you. How does it feel like having all of that? And those people, you know, surrounding you and supporting you, how does it feel being in that clubhouse? It's great. Dudes here are incredible. Um, position players, pitchers, coaches, training staff, weightlifting coaches, everybody's solid people. And uh, you weren't lying. Wayno and Yachty were the first people here to say hey to me. And they kind of welcomed me with open arms. We've had Wayno on before. And he was just a wonderful guest, which for anyone who has not heard our episode with Adam Wainwright, highly, highly recommend going back and listening. What kind of things has he talked to you about, Jordan, since you've come to the Cardinals? Really just how excited he is for me to be a part of it here. Um, he loves pumping my tires up, telling me the potential <laughs> I've got. And he's, a, he's a good hype man. Um, tells me how excited he is to see me kind of like mature and learn how to pitch in deeper in the games and um giving me little tidbits on kind of how to save pitches or just just get better deep in the games um it's something you just got to get used to doing and 
when, once you kind of it clicks, it, it definitely makes it easier to at least believe in yourself late in the game. See, what was the key for you along those lines? Like late in games, getting deeper through lineups the, and still having success. The last thing he just said was just believing in yourself and believing that you can do it. I mean, I think, you know, you don't know that you can pitch deep into the game until you do it, you know? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, until you do it a couple of times, you know, and then you feel like, oh, I, you know, I, I kind of got the hang of this where, you know, later in the game you get a second win and you get a another, you know, gas that you could step on to kind of finish the game. And when you can smell the finish line, it's almost, you know, it's a skill. When you get in the sixth, seventh inning late and the other team knows it too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where, you know, you could just wear them down, wear them down, and by the sixth, seventh inning they're – you know, swinging at the first pitch of that bat, just trying to get out of there because they know that you're going to finish the game. Yep. Jordan, um, I mean, you've been amazing. You're 5-0 and with a 1-4-7 ERA with St. Louis. <clears throat> We've obviously seen you be a successful pitcher in this league, but, you know, why do you think you've been dominating the way that you have since going to St. Louis? Um, kind of bullying hitters a little bit. I'm, I'm bull rushing heaters both sides of the plate. Um, and when I'm doing that, it makes my changeup even better. Um, I've got a lot of faith in my changeup. So knowing that I've done the work with my fastball kind of takes a little room for error out of it. And I can really almost throw it anywhere and there's not much going to be much damage. Um, but if I execute it the way I should, most of the time it's going to be a ground ball or swing and miss. I think. What, I, what do you mean? What was about to say? So go ahead. No, say. well, I was going to say bull the, just rushing, a term when you say bull rushing. Yeah, hitter. yeah, yeah. Being, yeah. What being does that aggressive mean? Yeah. In the strike zone, I think is the biggest thing that you see from him, um, from a Cardinal to a Yankee. I think, you know, I think we all know that his changeup and his curveball are plus plus pitches, right? And you know, I feel mm-hmm. like when he was in New York, he was always trying to get to those pitches, you know, trying to get mm-hmm. into account where he could throw those. And I feel like he just kind of lost his heater. You know what I'm saying? Like he throws 94, 95 miles an hour. So being aggressive with his fastball in the strike zone allows him to get to those other pitches and allows him to get swings and misses on those other pitches. Whereas when he was in New York, he was throwing those other two pitches more than his fastball. And it was letting people, allowing people to lay off of it, see it more and and take better swings at the changeup and the curveball, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that sound like the right breakdown for you too, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't really have much faith in my heater at the Yankees. I mean, I've been told that it wasn't that good compared to my other pitches. And um, if I was going to get hit, it was going to be on a curveball or a changeup, which isn't how you can pitch. Um, so if I got two strikes on a guy, he was probably auto-taken because I was going to throw a curveball or a changeup. So he was just <laughs> trying to foul a changeup off or see a curveball down. And um it's just I'm I'm throwing my fastball in two strike counts. I'm throwing anything in any count now, so it's uh, definitely opened up. And you can see that uh, Ruko, like he would always try to throw his curveball and his changeup to not get hit. So that's why he was always yeah. bouncing curveballs like way in front of the plate, or his changeup would be way off the plate because he's trying to throw it not to get hit. But that, those are the only two pitches he's basically throwing the whole game. It's incredibly hard to pitch like that. I mean, you know, yeah, the analytics tells you that these are your best two pitches. Yeah, but I have to get to those pitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you I got to set them up. I got yeah, to them. Yeah, you, you have to teach a guy how to get to the, to the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, there's, yeah, it, there's it's great. 
There's an art to it. It's great to have analytics and it's great to, to have all this information. But if you can't tell me how to get to my curveball and my changeup, what's the point of even telling me that those are my best two pitches? I mean, Jordan, when someone says, I mean, you said you were kind of told your fastball wasn't a good pitch. Like, how, what's that process like? Like, is, who's telling you that? I mean, it's, it's not that it's not as bad. It's just, yeah, I've got probably one of the best changeups in the game and best curveballs in the game from a lefty. I mean, last year they were really low batting average against and uh, a lot of swing and miss. And so I think people's eyes kind of got big and were like, oh, we want to throw this all the time. Um, mm. And it's just kind of not how I pitch and not how you can. So uh, I kind of got away from what got me to the big leagues, what I've been doing my whole life. And like CC said, when you're, when you're throwing your off speed that much, you, you've got no life on your heater and then you start aiming and then you're, I'm throwing 90 instead of 95. And I'm just, there's, there's no like aggressive rips anymore. It's just kind of aiming everything to not get hit. Mm. It, was there ever a point, Jordan, where you tried to push back on that at all? Oh, absolutely. But then I would miss a spot <laughs> and give up a homer because I never threw my four-seamer in. So there was really, like, no consistent, like, feel of it. Um, And I would leak middle or I would just wouldn't have any confidence in it. And, like, I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm throwing this not to hit, get it a hit instead of I'm going to throw this and, and blow your doors off. So now it's it's just a whole different aggressive mindset where I'm the guy, I'm a dog on the mound, and I'm just coming right after everybody. And if that's the game plan, Ruko, that's the game plan. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if, if there can't be, I mean, you can push back if you want, but if that's what they're going to put the fingers down and call, you'd be down there, you'd be out there shaking your head all day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And they, so they're like, going to eventually know what I'm shaking to. Yeah, so it's like it's it, it, it gets exhausting to just go against the game plan when – People are telling you these are your best two pitches, so th that's what I'm going to throw. And that's why you see so many guys that are starters but that are long relievers that can't get out of the fourth inning because they just throw their best two pitches over and over again and don't know how to set them up with their fastball in inside and outside. But So here's the thing that's interesting to me. As someone who's not, you know, who hasn't been on a big league mound but obviously loves this game and knows the game, like, to me, it's so obvious that part of the reason that those pitches are effective is because of the ways that they're set up, right? And if you throw them over and over and over and over again, there's a chance that they're not going to be as successful yeah, but that's, because that's, they haven't been set up that's properly. Not what they, that's what? not what they tell you, though. They just tell that's you, the which is so says. weird. That's not what, no, yeah, they tell like, you that the batting average against, against, for me, would have been my backdoor slider is whatever it is. So throw that. A hundred times. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's what yep. they, they, they would have preferred me to do that than to try to set it up, throw my cutter and all of that. It was, you know, throw your backdoor slider 80 times if you can. I mean, it, but isn't that just like as a pitcher, aren't you just like, this makes no sense? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, seven years of my life. Exactly. But when you're somebody that's in yeah. a position that I was in, me, I'm going to say, no, f absolutely fucking not. Like, you know, I know how to pitch, but you get somebody like Monty and somebody that's just coming up, like I said, the game plan is the game plan. So you're going you're gonna to do what you're told to do. It is what it is. Man, I mean, it just like, to me, that just, uh, it, it, it's just, it's crazy to me that you could have 
really smart people sort of overlooking something that seems so obvious. You know, I mean, to me, I, I mean, it's sort of, it's crazy to, to, to then see the success you're having Jordan. And I mean, I'm sure there are people that are like, Oh man, why didn't, why weren't we doing that? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'd be thinking. I'd be thinking like, we weren't having this guy throw his fastball. Look at what it's doing. When you got to St. Louis, like what was the conversations like with you about the fastball? Uh, first thing I sat down with mad dog and he pulled up all the pitches I've thrown and it was actually incredible to see. I mean, down and away to a righty was, you could barely see the box. There were so many pitches. And inside, it was nothing. I mean, minimal. And he was like, what, what are we doing here? I mean, you're, you're so set up away that you could throw it right down the middle and jam somebody. Like, you don't even have to get it in anymore. And I was like, yeah, I know. Same thing for lefties. I only threw inside the lefties, no away. And so, I mean, my glove side heater was just non-existent. So I've just been throwing that more. Jeez. I mean, it is. Um, and now you just feel like you can go to any quadrant with, you know, and, and can use any pitch in any count. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been doing my whole life. I did it in college. I was fastball changeup. That's it. And I threw 88 and I was jamming guys so um i think back then i just kind of was a competitor and made sure i got in my lanes and tried to get outs and compete and uh, i'm starting to get back to that and not thinking as much man i'm laughing just because i mean me and monty had a conversation right after you got traded and i was like as soon as you get there mad dog's gonna sit you down and he's (laughs) he's gonna change something about you that's the like, and I, and that's probably the first thing. You, as soon as you walked in, he was probably like, "I got something for you," because that's the first thing. As soon as I walked in the clubhouse in Milwaukee, I said, "What's up to everybody?" And he was like, "Come in my office. Show me my two. <laughs> he showed me the uh, showed me a chart of the pitches that I was throwing. He was like, "We need to throw a two seamer." That day, I saw I threw a bullpen. He showed me how to throw a two seamer. I took it into my next start. So like, I was like, I mean, and that's why I was so excited for you to get traded there, knowing you know what I said about Wayno and Yachty, but. More so with Mad Dog. I, I just knew that Mad Dog would, you know, be able to help you get back to who you really are. And that's, you know, at the, at your core is competing and getting out. Yeah. And, and he's going to let you do that. Yeah, yeah. I told you. he. I was just spinning cutters. I haven't really thrown it that much anymore. And he was like, let me see that grip. Try this. And I threw it, and it was an absolute dud. But he was like, look good. that's and for those who don't know mad dog is mike maddox Maddox, the the pitching coach of the cardinals um how about just like this is so interesting jordan i think one of the things we love about r2c2 is some of the sort of in-depth pitching conversations we get to have thanks to having c uh, as a as a host of of the podcast right um and the perspective that c brings and then you know, the way you guys were able to talk with each other. How about there's the conviction mentally, like with the fastball, like knowing, okay, not only are you throwing it more, but you feel better about it. Like how, how important is that guys with your fastball to feel good about the fastball you're letting rip? If you're scared, you won't get hit. I mean, there ain't nothing else to say. If you're scared, you ain't going to rip it like it should be. And 
it's it's just it's not going to have any conviction behind it. So if you're if you're throwing something, it's got to have some faith behind it, I guess. Yeah, I mean the, the belief in the pitch is 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 everything. Uh, for me, a lot of the times, you know, it could be Jorge, it could have been McCann, it could be um, uh, Russell M- Russell Martin back there. If it's a you know they wanted to say they wanted a fastball in, and I wanted to throw a slider. But if they really believed in that fastball in, like we've been having this conversation before the game. If you really think that I should throw it, don't give me another sign. And, mm. I, and, and I can throw it with conviction. No matter, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if yep. I believe in it and you believe in it, then then the pitch is going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like it yep. don't matter if everybody in the park throw, I'm, know I'm throwing a backdoor slider. If I fucking execute it, there's no way a guy can hit it. So that's, that's all it's about is conviction when you're out on the mound. And and the, the better you feel about it, and and less things that you have to worry about. You got mm-hmm. Yachty back there. If you've already had your meeting with with Mike Maddox, and you feel good about you know being out there on the mound, you let anything rip. You know what I'm saying? And with with conviction and confidence, and go out there and, and start throwing up zeros. What's the experience been like throwing to Yachty? I got nothing to think about. I mean, <laughs> like like CC said, if if he calls it and he believes in it, then I believe in it. So I'm going to rip it. I mean, I've thrown, I threw like seven fastballs up and in to a guy in a row. And I'm like, <laughs> whatever. All right, Yachty. Like, this ride. I'm with you, dude. And I punched yeah. his ticket. I mean, so um, definitely that's that's giving me confidence just throwing to him. I mean, he's incredible. Um, and he's he's good. He, he He's thinking. He's playing chess. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, he's setting everybody up for like their third or fourth AB and it's, it's, uh, it's fun to watch. Like just when you're, I'm not even pitching and I'm watching him manipulate the game. Like, all right, this guy's going deep in the game today. Cause he is just, he's gotten everyone out twice with just fastballs, basically like quick outs. It's, is a thing. I mean, everybody's not full count anymore. And, um, you can just go after guys. I mean, he, he, He's just an aggressor. You seem like just more open, Jordan, like more. You just seem happier. You seem like (laughs) I, 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 you know, you just you you seem like you're in this amazing place right now. Um, How would you describe the way you feel about the trade now today compared to how you felt about it when you learned the news? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm wanted here. They 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 traded for a guy that's going to pitch in the in the playoffs for them, and who knows? They might lock me down and want me long term, or but they they traded for a dog and somebody to get them through the playoffs, and it is it's nice to feel wanted. Um, the fans are great here. Nothing but encouraging. Um, I've been told I'm the nicest baseball player they've ever met by a kid. <laughs> I mean, like I'm signing autographs, and these kids are like, "I want to buy your jersey and all this." I'm like. Well, I've never had a jersey sold, so that'll be nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just I'm like I'm a dude here, I guess. Uh, that, that's cool. I mean, that's got to make you feel good. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I feel wanted, so it's easier to be myself. Um, came right in here trying to teach young guys kind of how to carry themselves. I, I know my routine. I know what I need to do to get done, get things done. And um, it's just a good environment to be around. 
See, am I wrong? Doesn't Jordan just seem like he's like, God, loving who he is in his own skin right now? Yeah, I mean, he's always like that to me. But, but well, yeah. Uh, but, but I think, I think he, he was even, you know, like I talked to him two nights after the trade, and then I talked to him three days after that, and he was even in a different space. You know what I'm saying? From, you know, the two days after to, you know, the three days when he got to St. Louis. So, I mean, you know, like you said, go, going to a place where you feel like you want it, Going to a, another historical franchise with, I mean, I'm not going to say less pressure, but not as much of this. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it gets to turn into more like summer baseball. You're having fun again with your boys. You get to hang out. You get to go to dinner because you got getaway day, day games now. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's it's much more like, you know, like a, like a summer baseball thing than it is like a job every day when you're in New York. It's a different feeling. So getting a chance to go from here to there um, and still being a, being playing in a meaningful organization, I just, like I said, I told you when he got traded, I was like, bro, he's going to pitch there for the next 10, 15 years, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And and I, I still feel strong about that. And I'm just excited, you know, to get a chance to to watch him develop and grow into the the guy that he's supposed to be, which is a frontline starter in the big leagues. Mm. Adam, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I was just thinking of Wayne Wright, Jordan D. Uh, <laughs> when you, you you get traded and you're kind of like just going through that, you know, that whirlwind process. He's talked about it a lot. How long did it take for you to get comfortable and to kind of like, you know, just get through the the aftershock of what was, by all accounts, a really surprising trade? Yeah, um, it's definitely a shock. Uh, first of all, I was like, man, like these these are my guys. Like, I'm not gonna see Jameson as much anymore. Like, I've been with Higgy for the last seven years. Alfonso, the trainer there, is like, I mean, those those three are probably like the three the people I talk to the most every day. Um, and so it it happened and kind of shocked me you got to answer that jordan tell him to hey, call I'm back later the, i'm in the club he's <laughs> i just hung up on somebody <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah uh once once i i kind of just got out of the locker room um it was is easier but i was more worried about my fiance because she had just gotten to new york um I feel like those those trades always come at the worst times, and she had just we were, we were three days in together. Her doing her uh, away rotation in New York, but um, she she's uh, kind of just saw how happy I was here and supports me and and got through New York and she's back in Charleston now and um, it's worked out. But when, once I I knew she was okay, I, I kind of could settle in even more. You know what's so interesting about that, like is I think in the way we cover sports and, you know, what a vessel for entertainment it is, sometimes we don't consider just how crucial that component is in order for you to perform, right? Making sure the home front is is settled, especially around the trade deadline. I know I have a different appreciation for it now, having a daughter, having a wife, just with my own job with travel. And like, if, mm-hmm. you know, if like all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you've been gone so long, whatever it, or there's, you know, whatever you, there's stuff you wish you could be home to deal with. It makes it harder. So 
if your fiance is just getting in New York because she has a job there, now all of a sudden you're traded. Like, yeah, Jordan, if she's like, what the hell? It's going to be harder for you to pitch. So, yeah, I mean, right? Like, it's the little things that we don't necessarily think about, but actually affect your performance. And and so, yeah, kudos to her for, you know, navigating that, man. I mean, she's a trooper. So she's been great. She helped me move out and shipped everything to me whenever I had to. Of course, I forgot stuff. So <laughs> she's been... She's been making trips to St. Louis as often as she can. Uh, she just left this weekend. And um, uh, like I said, she's a trooper. She's, she's the best. Yeah. No, the, the, the baseball wife, the significant other, or, you know, the, the person that holds the, the house down is really the MVP of the family. Like if the, the job on know, top of a job. Yes. Yeah, that's the job. You know what I'm saying? Like for us to be able to go out and perform, everything needs to be run smoothly here. We know life, nothing ever runs smoothly in life. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for Kinsey, for, you know, everybody, all of the other significant others in the world that have to deal with this stuff, it's like, you know, they are the MVPs of of, of our lives. And really, you know, the fans should, should definitely recognize that too because they hold it down, you know, when, when shit hits the fan. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy man. the stuff. I mean, even like, look at Tom Brady dealing with it right now. Yeah, He's dealing with right. family at home issues, you know what I'm saying? He's yep. 45 years old. He said, I got, I got a lot of shit going on, bro. <laughs> I right, can't, like, imagine, can't imagine being yeah. in my 40s right now still trying to play a fucking sport. Like, Oof. no thanks, cuz. Like, it's too much shit going on. Uh, but, yeah, exactly, man. He took 11 days off from that. And for people who are just used to, like, well, this is the game time, this is the practice time, these figures show up at these times, forget that, like, just because it's what's expected by all who consume the product, it doesn't mean that it's easily accepted by all those who are in the same home as the person exactly. that, you're, that you're watching. You know? they, like, they, can, they can care the least amount. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Oh, you're the ace of the New York Yankees? That's great. You're 12-month-old, just shit on the floor. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been here alone for eight hours, so I don't care how good of a game you threw. Yeah, you're right. you're yeah. going to get home now. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly, man. Exactly. 100%. Um, Jordan, how about uh, watching Pujols? Um, he is and- making history, and it's, it's, it's so cool to be a part of it. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like right now, every one of his at-bats, as he creeps closer to 700? Every single fan's on their feet, phones out, and, I mean, it, everyone's expecting it to be a something hit hard. I mean, he's he's literally barreling everything up right now. And um, it's it's cool. I think I think he's gonna do it. Knock on wood. So, I uh, hopefully I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, man, uh, it's amazing to watch. I know. See, you were tweeting about it a little. I figured when you started posting about like, hey, go get that 700. But yeah, man, I'm I'm hoping he gets it. I'm hoping you know he can get the 700. It's it's just cool to see him do it back in a Cardinals uniform. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like after yes. all these years, you know, it was he had such a historic run at the beginning. And to be able to, you know, to see him hopefully, you know, get to 700 or close to it, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun this September. I think it's going to be fun to watch, you know, baseball this September with Judge, you know, chasing down 61 in a Yankee uniform and then Pujols chasing 700 in the Cardinals uniform yeah. is going to be super dope. Yeah. Jordan, what, I mean, besides your contributions on the field, you also must have some magic touch because 
you know, when you're with the Yankees, they're the best team in baseball. You leave, and now the Cardinals have been the hottest team in baseball since you got there. <laughs> so you're providing that good juju, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to take any credit for that. I think the Cardinals are a really good team. But, I mean, my personality was, I guess, pretty calming in the clubhouse. I was a goofball. I was CC seen me. Yeah. <laughs> um, me and Jameson kind of fed off of each other and had people cracking up. And, I mean, I was close to everybody in there. So, um, I, I, I definitely heard it was a shock to the players. Um but I, I mean, I, I don't like seeing them struggle. I mean, I want to be playing them in the World Series. Best case scenario. Well, oh, good for you, Manny. You're yeah. a good dude, bro. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I'll beat them a few times, but <laughs> I was thinking if I was you, I'd want them to go ten and forty the rest fuck of the year. Them, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, where that's does that come from? For you, yeah. though, Ruko, I'm is, telling is it, you, is it because those are your guys? Because you're friends with all of them, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, they didn't trade me. It was mm-hmm. upper management. It's, they were just as shocked as I was. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I got no grudges against anybody over there. Um, but it is what it is as a business, I guess. Hey, what was it like that first start though? That, that sucked. That had to suck. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. But I wasn't going to lose. I yeah, mean, I can like tell that, you that. that had to suck. Just like you're trying yeah. to settle in, like. In your first game, like, the guys come in town. That's like, ugh. Yeah, it was definitely weird, but I'm like, all right, well, let's – I'm going to get my name going here. A couple couple shutout innings against the Yankees will be a good way to do it. Absolutely. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, who, who was the hitter that was most awkward to face? Higgy. Higgy kept smiling, and <laughs> he knew everything I was going to throw. He's been catching me forever, so, like – I had him. I was like dotting pitches on him, and he got to a full count and hit a single up the middle or something, like a, <laughs> like an infield single. He thought it was hilarious. He takes me after. Yo, again. you can never get uh, your catchers out. Like there's there's never. absolutely no chance you can get you. Like a guy that caught you for a whole season will always be able to hit you. Always. Really? Always. Always. They just just because they know what you're thinking so not much. Not even not even so much. They know what you're thinking. They they've seen your ball. You yeah, know they've what I'm seen like, move every they've way it can. Every way it can. Like you've thrown everything that you can throw to them. You know what I'm saying? So and they've seen it over and over and over. So there's literally no like you can't tunnel anything to to a guy that has there's caught no, you no over. Fooling them. There's no yeah. fooling them at all. There's, you can't trick them at all. What is you? What is that term when you say you can't tunnel them? See. Just throwing different pitch, like you can't throw like tunneling means like throwing the same pitch out of the same arm angle. So okay. like my fastball and my changeup and my slider coming all out of the same window. Got so you. if they've seen all of that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing for me to. There's nothing. I can't. Can't trick them. Yeah. Their eyes have seen everything. With the Cardinals fans, you. I mean, you gave us a little feel with with that anecdote about your jersey. But how would you just describe? the relationship between the city of St. Louis and this baseball team and what you've been able to experience and observe thus far? Uh, so, I mean, it's definitely like a baseball city. Um, and these fans are like ride or die. I mean, you could give up 10 in an inning. And if you've been shoving or even if you haven't, I mean, you're not, they're with you. So, um, 
I guess that takes a while. I was always worried about getting booed off the mound in in New York and just, I mean, the pinstripes are heavy. I mean, not everyone can handle it. I feel like I handled it okay. Um, I could have been better, but there was a lot of things going into that, I guess. Um, But here I'm just being myself and pitching the way I want to. And the, I guess the fans have kind of, embraced me so far in my five starts as the Cardinal. Do you think now, like just, uh, you know, whatever month plus removed, is there a part of you that already is in a place of saying like, this was the best thing that could have happened for me in my career? Has that, has that, have you, have you thought that yet? No, I haven't thought that yet. Um, I mean, the Yankees were good to me for seven years. So, uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about them. Um, I always thought I was going to be a Yankee lifer. Um, Cause just I mean, when you come up homegrown, they, they take care of you and not everyone can pitch in Yankee stadium. I mean, it's, we, we traded for Sonny Gray and that didn't work out well. We traded for Joey Gallo. That didn't work out well. Um, you never, when you trade for someone and they pitch in New York, you never know how it's going to work out. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of felt safe and thought I was going to be there for forever or for at least a few more years, um, get free agency and see what happened. But um, I'm just going with where, where the Lord takes me and we'll see. We'll see what happens now. Well, I'm going to say it. It's the best thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> I'll say it. I it's, agree. Can say it's it. it's going to work out great, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is going to yeah. be the perfect. I told you that the, the night that I called you that, that day. This is going to be perfect. What about just looking at the National League, Jordan? I mean, there are. C is like so fired up for the National League playoffs. He's been waiting for this for, for months already. But what, I mean, when you look at the Mets, the Dodgers, um, obviously the way you guys are playing now, what what kind of stands out just assessing how difficult the Braves, how difficult yeah, say forgetting the Braves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I knew I was forgetting another heavy hitter there. What stands out about just how difficult it's gonna be to navigate October in the National League? I mean uh I mean there's just kind of stacked teams. I mean, everyone's good. Lineups are pretty holeless, so you gotta make pitches and um can't really make many mistakes, especially down the middle of the plate. Yeah, no, I think I think those th- those four teams, Cardinals, Braves, Dodgers, and Mets, are built like old school American League teams. Like old school American League lineups where they got speed and power up and down the lineup. There's no holes. You got to make pitches. You, Great defense. You, you, you have to throw strikes because they're going to wait you out. It's a veteran. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like the lineups are going to make you throw the ball over the plate. They're not going to get themselves out. So I think, man, the the – the NL playoffs is going to be a dogfight. Like it's going to be crazy. And it's so much good pitching in the national league that it's going to be some great games, man. It's going to be some instant classics. And I think the series are all going to be long. You know, I think the, the five game series are all going to go five. And I think, you know, the, the AL, I mean, the CS and the, and the, and the world series are going to be long too. Six, seven games. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Buckle up, Jordan. How you, how you handling that St. Louis heat, man? 
man, my first game here. <laughs> hottest day of the year. I haven't drank any water. I go out there and I'm absolutely whole body shutting down. I'm like, <laughs> these people think I'm so soft now. <laughs> Cramping up the first day. Uh, Mad Dog was calling me crampy for a week and a half. I thought I was going to fight Mad Dog. Oh, Wait, what, what, what kind of a what kind of a maniac doesn't drink water on the day they're pitching? <laughs> Never mind in that heat. Well, I did the day I pitched, but I was a whirlwind. I'm packing. I'm yeah. trying to go. I hung out with my fiance one last night. Went out to dinner, and then I'm flying back and forth and. Uh. It's just, it was not a typical routine, I can tell you that. Hey, and for that heat, you got to start drinking water three, four days, three days early. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got you to be on it, guys. Uh, constant hydration. Jordan, um, we're so happy for you, man. Uh, obviously, the Yankees miss you, and, and, and I'm sure they wish they would have just had you throw more four-seamers. I'll say it, they won't. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you've been, you've been absolutely killing it in St. Louis. Um, and, uh, you know, continued success. Can't wait to watch you pitch down the stretch. And then in October and just so, so happy for you. Thank you for giving us this time because I know our audience from the second you got traded was so anxious to hear from you. So I know they're going to eat this up, man. So we appreciate you giving them the chance to hear you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate y'all having me on. CC, we got to, we got to play some golf here soon. Now that I can play golf. Yeah, no doubt. For sure. In the off season, we'll, we'll, get, we, we'll get together. Well, when you come to Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you can play during the season. We play during the season. We oh, played yeah. uh, Chicago Country Club in Chicago. And I think we're playing Oakmont or something in Pittsburgh coming yep. up. So. Oakmont is dope. Yeah, okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm coming right. to Milwaukee. I'll be on that trip, so I'll, I'll bring my clubs. I'll uh, I'll get a rental set or something. I'm not nah, I don't, I don't want up. no excuses, bro. Like, bring your clubs, guys. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to. I, hear I no played excuses. with you and Sonny that one time, and I was trash. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, no excuse not to bring your clubs when you got you know chartered flights and a bunch of people to help with those bags. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I should probably get mine sent up. Yeah, it's time. It's yeah. time. Uh, well. <laughs> Well, Jordan, good luck on the golf course and on the mound. Thank you for everything, man. All right. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate right, you, you guys. Good luck Appreciate the rest of the life. All right. Later, bro. I'll be talking to you. All right, guys. See later. you, Jordan. See, am I wrong? Or, or did Jordan just seem like even more comfortable with his personality? Yeah, no. Nah, he's in a good spot right now. I mean, you know, he's feeling real good. Um... You know, obviously, you know, he's he's I think Monty's better in, in places and spots where he don't have to think as much and, and having, you know, Mad Dog to game plan for him, having Yachty to help him be convicted in the pitches that he's throwing, having Wayno to walk him through things. You know, um, I mean, I think is I think he's like I, I mean, I keep saying this. He's in a perfect spot, man. And yeah. I think. You just, he's oozing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's feeling that. I think he thought for a long time that 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 New York was the perfect spot for him. Um, but but this is, this is the, St. Louis is the spot for him. And, you know, I think he's going to pitch there for a long time. And, and uh, you know, you can just, you can see that coming out of his personality now. Mm. I, I love talking to him. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, make sure uh, to uh, follow 
R2C2 on all our social platforms. Be subscribed to our YouTube page. We put full episodes up there. And of course, be subscribed to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Thursday, bonus episodes as well. Uh, we'll continue churning with some fun stuff here down the stretch of the baseball season and into October. See? Good stuff, man. Glad we got to chat with Monty. We'll do it again next week. Not with Monty, but, you know, you and I will. For sure. (laughs) I'm back now. (laughs) He's back. Peace, everybody. Peace.